what you may rightly ask is going on today with these events that we are reading about, enacting, and contemplating. First, as I promised, the good news. Today we observe God at God's very best. God, as it were, looks down on the creation and sees the mess it has become. Instead of showing anger and disgust, God takes responsibility. I started this off. It has turned into a mess. We can imagine God saying to God's self, I need to do all I can to make it better, to fix, heal, save it. <clears throat> so God sends God's best, God's very own self, as it were, but not as we would have imagined, as a high and mighty one. No, God sends a humble servant, emptied of glitter and glitz, born in a stable, walking among us, no place to call his own, to lie his head. He rides on a donkey. He comes to heal what is broken, to nurture a new spirit of hope and promise, to begin the unfolding of a new creation ridden with possibilities. When I last <clears throat> went to Egypt and Palestine, they told us that while we are there, we should never talk about peace without talking about justice. And we should never talk about justice without talking about peace. Because those who have land and what we all want only talk about wanting peace in this world. And those that have neither talk incessantly about justice. Jesus came talking about love, that is, both peace and justice for all, and taking some first steps in bringing about healing and reconciliation. On this day, we also see humankind at its best, recognizing as they did that this is a messenger sent from God, God's own Messiah sent to set God's people free and invite them into holiness. We see <clears throat> human... 
We see humankind recognizing and celebrating what is good and precious. We see humankind appreciative and full of thanksgiving, praising the Lord for their manifold blessings, bowing in appreciation of God's servant, messenger, son, Messiah, laying down a carpet before him of vestments and purple palms. So what happened to cause the mess, the sad, dreadful display of humankind at its worst that we will observe, admit, we will see and participate in at the end of this service, the mess that happened at the end of that week that started with a glorious beginning. <clears throat> Some will contend that what happened is jealousy, fickleness of humankind, the mob turning on its savior because he had called for peace, justice, reconciliation, when what the crowd really wanted was revolt and rebellion against the Roman oppressors. What the crowd really wanted was revenge. They wanted to see Roman and collaborator blood running in the streets. But increasingly, the scholars point out that the parade led by the humble Jesus calling for peace and healing was only one, only one of the two magnificent parades that entered Jerusalem that morning. From the east had come Jesus in peace. From the west, coming up from the royal city of Caesarea on the coast, had come the royal legion, headed by the royal Roman governor Pilate, high on a horse, an instrument of war, the banners of the arrogance at Rome blowing in the wind, their spears long and sharp, their swords heavy and sure, bedecked with armor, they entered Jerusalem. Why this other parade? It was the Passover festival, the Jewish festival of freedom. And when it was celebrated, the people often revolted to reclaim their honored freedom. And so the Romans were present, riding on horses their instruments of war, 
festoon with sword, armor, and flowing banner. They came with furious might to crush any thought of freedom, any thought of justice or new possibility. Their way is brutality and revenge. What happened this week, many of us would contend, is that those two parades met, collided. Some would say the crowd turned fickle. I would contend that Rome and its collaborators crushed a peasant movement. When you hear later in this service and indeed shout yourself, let this death be on us and our children, and it's attributed to the crowd, remember from the place it was shouted, there was room for no more than 15 or 20 people. But this is not only a clash of politics. It is also a theological collision. We who claim that Jesus is the Son of God, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Mighty Counselor, the Lord of Lords, the Messiah of God, need to remember that the Roman Emperor made exactly the same claims. First, the Emperor Augustus, and then his successor, Tiberius Caesar, considered themselves gods, the sons of gods. They called themselves the very creators of the world, and they gave themselves titles like Prince of Peace, Mighty Counselor, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. The question then, as it is for us today, is in which Lord do we trust? Which way do we turn for our security? Whose way of being in the world is our path. It's never a clear and clean-cut decision, but it is our daily choice. One more point, and this has been absolutely essential as I try to live the life I'm trying to live. We call this week ahead of us Holy Week, and we call the Friday at its end Good Friday. And yet, many will avoid the services and the readings of this week. They will leave before the reading of the Passion today, because it seems like anything but good. It seems ugly, bizarre, dreadful, a window into the depravity of humankind. 
The people turn towards expedience, revenge, and brutality. And God, the one we are called to worship, is said by many to have demanded that his beloved son pay the price for our sin, the mess created. This week is good and holy to me because what I see as deluded as you may contend I am is a loving God trying to clean up the mess. A generous God taking responsibility, giving all for healing, calling for forgiveness, and pronouncing the possibility of new beginnings. I see Jesus in these days acting not out of obligation, but out of love, grateful for the opportunity he has been giving, given to reveal God's true and loving self, grateful for the opportunity to serve, so thankful for the wonder and blessings he has received from the Father, that he is willing to give it all, all of it, right to the end. This is, as a good friend reminded me several years ago, sacrifice as it is meant to be, and that is a thanks offering. Jesus' thanks offering for his life and for the gift of us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord.